After I learned to love my diabetes, I still had to figure out how to love my diabetes devices. Now in today's episode, I wanna jump in just straight into it, tell you guys a little bit about my story about how I used to hate my diabetes devices. I was embarrassed by them. They, they made me feel like a weaker person. I'm gonna tell you about that and the shift that I made internally that enabled me now boah, to show them off, show them to the world and how there is a shift in how I actually viewed them as being empowering. Let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, guys, so today we're jumping into something a little bit different. It's more mindset related, not necessarily diabetes strategies and food and exercise and insulin like we usually cover, because I thought it'd be fun to dive into a different topic, uh, mostly because, honestly, it did really well on Instagram. <laughs> so anybody who follows us on Instagram at FTF Warrior, you were probably part of that massive crew that went over and liked it and commented when I posted about my diabetes devices. And I'll tell you, actually, I'll show you on video. I posted a picture showing that, there we go, my back sight with my, uh, my tandem insulin pump. And then, of course, my arm sight, my Dexcom on my arm. And I said, hey, I used to be super embarrassed about my diabetes. And uh, it, my diabetes devices, I used to think that they used to define me, make me a weaker person. But ultimately, I call them by a different name. And I led through this post and how uh, ultimately over the years, my perspective of diabetes devices, in addition to diabetes itself, has changed massively. And it was all due to a perspective shift that I had a number of years into my diagnosis. Now, initially when I was diagnosed, life changed drastically, right? Or at least we, we think it did. Uh, ultimately, looking at my day-to-day -day life, Nothing really changed, and that's that's partially my fault. I ignored my diabetes. I, I assumed that ignorance is bliss kind of route wouldn't destroy me. I still had my two California burritos at 11 o'clock at night, and I would go straight to bed and hope I didn't go low or high. Who knows, because I honestly didn't check my blood sugars very often. And it took me years to get to a spot where I got more confident, not only with my diabetes, but also in taking care of my diabetes, right? Initially, I didn't know about my insulin to carb ratio. I just let my doctor figure that out. I didn't know about what my basal was and how I should change it. I just knew dial the pen to this number and then inject it. Actually, when I was first diagnosed, it was syringes. <laughs> syringes and vials, man, how, how life with diabetes has changed since then. But now we've got these magical devices that we wear on our bodies that Bluetooth connect to our phones. They update with our blood sugars. They deliver insulin automatically. Like this is just mind-blowing to think about, but someone new to a diabetes technology wearable might not feel the same way, might not feel like it is a blessing for a couple different reasons. Now, one, it stands out, right? It's different. You go to the beach, you might not want to be seen with something on your skin, stickers, devices, these 3D things that stick out and get caught on door frames, <laughs> and it could take some time for you to get used to the fact that this is part of your daily life, right? This is acceptance. 
And for me, honestly, when I first got on the Dexcom, which is a, a CGM, for those of you who don't know, it measures your blood sugar so you don't have to prick your fingers anymore. Although when I first got onto it, you still had to prick your fingers. I was embarrassed by it simply because people would look and maybe whisper and then ask questions. And to me, that was such an inconvenience. It was so embarrassing because in my head, that was them saying, oh, he's different, he's weaker. Well, who's that freak wearing the, the devices? Because they had no idea what it was, right? But in reality, what was going through their head? Huh, I wonder what that is. Anyways, let's talk about ourselves again, right? Because people are focused about themselves. They're not gonna be hyper-focused about whatever you're wearing, but internally, we make up this conversation in our heads and we play out this worst case scenario, right? So in my head, I'm imagining everyone at the gym seeing the outline of a CGM on my body, right, through my shirt. Like not even seeing the device, but just seeing an outline and I'm imagining them playing this throughout their conversations like, oh, what a freak, what is Matt wearing over there? And again, in reality, they probably thought, if anything, huh, I wonder what that is. All right, anyways, uh, you're up, bench press, let's go, right? That's probably the extent to which those conversations went. So initially, my own battle was with myself. It's funny, right, how that plays out. There's these great quotes throughout all of Stoicism. I've been reading a lot about uh, a lot of ancient philosophers. Right? we got Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, uh, I'm blanking out on the other ones, Seneca. Uh, and they talk a lot about other people's perceptions of you have no impact on you unless you let them have an impact on you. Right? So if somebody else is making fun of you, does that make you feel bad? Or do you interpret that as bad and then make yourself feel bad? Their words ultimately have no power. Their thoughts have even less power. But we give them power when we put meanings behind them and then allow ourselves to react emotionally to what they're thinking or saying, right? And I'm getting a little bit off track here, but the idea is even if someone is making fun of you or judging you or thinking something negative about you or your diabetes devices or your diabetes itself, you don't have to take that as negativity. You can say, well, sucks that you think that. That's going to drag you down. I feel great. See ya. <laughs> and you can leave. And it means nothing to you. Now, obviously, easier said than done. That does take practice. This is why the ancient philosophers put it into writing, because they realize it's an important thing to practice and get better at. But when it comes to diabetes devices, that first step really is control the thoughts that you're having. Control that, that uh, internal conversation that you're putting on other people. You're putting words in their mouths. I was putting words in their mouths, assuming that they thought the worst of me, assuming that they thought I was some freak when really that was just me thinking I was a freak, right? That's not fair to make them look bad in my head because I'm assuming they're saying that. That's not fair at all. When in reality is they're probably just curious and then they don't care because they got more stuff going on in their own lives. They have you know, narcissistic thoughts to think through. They have conversations in their own lives to worry about. So first step is really getting in your own head and then getting that out of your own head, right? Controlling the thoughts that enter and exit your mind because ultimately the thoughts and words other people have have no impact on you unless you let them have an impact. Now step number two, this one was super important for me, was acceptance. Initially, I didn't accept my diabetes. I was filled with rage 
anger. Why me? I don't deserve this. I've been eating healthy and exercising. At that point in my life, I was on the rowing team, the varsity rowing team at my university. That was a big deal. And as a collegiate athlete, I got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes? What? That's not fair. Well, of course, it's never going to be fair, right? In fact, even if life was fair, you still wouldn't like it because sometimes life is unfair in our advantage, right? And we don't complain then, do we? So looking at that situation now, I can say, oh, I was just complaining. I was not reacting appropriately. <laughs> well, I was reacting appropriately. I was not reacting uh, in a growth mindset. I let it hold me back. And once I accepted diabetes, I could look at my devices and go, oh, this thing that I got to put on my arm, this thing that I'm, I put in my back that delivers insulin for me, it's actually pretty nice. It's pretty cool, right? This, it's measuring my blood sugar so I don't have to prick my fingers anymore. This other thing, it's delivering insulin so I don't have to stab myself multiple times a day. Even if I did have to stab myself multiple times a day or prick my fingers, huh, how cool. These things are keeping me alive every day, right? There are things to be grateful for. So first, control the words that are in your head because you are probably adding more meaning to things that other people either didn't say or didn't think or didn't mean that way, right? Most people are not inherently evil and are out to get you. Most people are just genuinely curious or maybe they're having a bad day and they're taking it out on you, okay? Doesn't mean that you have to let that impact you. Two, acceptance. Once we can accept that this disease is not going anywhere, right? Type one, not curable yet. And uh, I don't know if it ever will be, but good news is it is treatable and we get to live our lives. So once we can accept that and go, okay, look, this isn't going anywhere, so how can I make the best out of this situation, right? And I'll tell you guys a little sneak peek into my own thought process. Once I did get to a place where I accepted it, because that did take time, that took years, all right? I was not perfect, and I'm still not perfect, but once I did accept it, one of the reframes that I had in my own mind to shift my thinking to a positive nature was type 1 diabetes forced me to learn more about fitness to learn more about nutrition, to actually understand the foods that are going into my mouth. And I had to take a look, an honest look at my diet and go, ooh, Matt, what are you doing, dude? Having burritos three times a day <laughs> and then your midnight snack is a pizza. Like, come on, that's not healthy and you know it's not. And it enabled me to learn on this deeper level of human physiology, understanding metabolic pathways, and ultimately led me into my career path. How incredible is that? I would have never, ever gone down that road of becoming a public speaker, an author, a coach. Uh, you know, now I do master fitness trainer, nutritionist. I would not have done any of those things. I would have gone into sports medicine. That was my goal at the time, but I would not have gone any of those other routes. So to me, it is a huge blessing. In addition to being forced to study and understand carbs, fats, proteins, blood sugars. How do they impact each other? What's the ratios here? So there are positives, I guarantee it. Sometimes they're hard to see, and I, I acknowledge that. But once you accept this isn't going anywhere, try to reframe these thoughts and go, okay, how is this a positive, right? What can I be thankful for? Yes, I have to jab myself, right? But I get to stay alive. Yes, I have to put these devices on and oh, sometimes my Dexcom clips the door frame. Oh, sometimes my insulin pump tubing gets caught on a door handle. Oh, sometimes uh, my insulin pens stick out of my pants pockets and they look weird. But guess what? They're making life a heck of a lot easier than it used to be, right? 
a lot easier. So we have that control your thoughts and the words inside your head, accept what's going on, find the positives, and then ultimately redirect your thinking towards a better way of life. So if you look back, when I was first jumping onto all these devices, right, the insulin pens had no problem with that. That was the coolest thing ever because I didn't have to guess and, and get a magnifying glass, like the syringe and go, okay, I think that's the right amount of insulin. Let's go for it and see how this goes. With the insulin pens, of course, it was exact units. Uh, I say exact, kind of, mostly, right? Uh, sometimes there's some leakage or whatever. But the insulin pens were a huge step up for me. And then getting onto an insulin pump and be like, oh, I can customize everything. And then getting on the Dexcom, actually Dexcom came first. And uh, seeing how it can show me my blood sugar trends and patterns. And of course, we all know that led me into a lifestyle of geeking out on blood sugars, right? Seeing those trends, being able to, to document and research and get into it. But initially, when I first got my first device, is the Dexcom G5. So depending on when you see this video, that's, that's an old model, right? I'm on the G6 right now, G6 or G7's coming out this year, 2021. The G5, man, that thing stuck out a little bit further. It was a little more obvious under clothing and I hated it. I truly did. Uh, in fact, I got to a point where I was so embarrassed of my Dexcom that I took it off on more than one occasion and I left it in the closet for weeks on end. At that point, I was married. My wife was like, Matt, aren't you, aren't you paying for that thing? <laughs> Shouldn't you be wearing that? We're paying good money so that you can track your blood sugars and have this thing. And I'm like, I hate it. I hate people seeing it. I hate being different. I hate that it has alarms. And I just was not having it. But ultimately, I had to, to realize that this thing was still good for the overall outcome, right? I wanted to know what my blood sugars were. I wanted to have an idea of the trends and not just that snapshot of, oh, look, I'm at 80 when in reality I might have been 80 double arrows down, right? So it's super helpful. But then recognizing that those people probably weren't even talking about me at the gym. And you know what, if they were, who cares? This is me. This is what my future looks like. And ultimately, realizing that those devices that I wear, the shots that I take, the fact that I am a diabetic is not something to be embarrassed about. It's not a weakness, it's a badge of honor. It's a badge of courage because every single day that you wake up and that I wake up, we make a choice to keep up the fight. That is why I say that after every single video. This is a daily thing for us. This is not like a, I'm going to take a break and not keep up the fight today. I'm not going to stay from the fight. I'm going to take a break from the fight. No, you, you can't take a break, at least not for very long, right? Before you end up in the hospital. So what this thing is, is a badge of courage. It shows the world. This device right here that I'm showing off, I am proud of it. Why? It shows the world that I am a warrior. That's also why I wear this shirt. You guys know there's a lot of uh, symbolism behind what I teach, behind what I wear. We are warriors. We literally fight for our lives every day. It may not look like that, right? The invisible illness, but we fight every single day to have stable blood sugars, to figure out our insulin to carb ratios, to see how exercise impacts blood sugars, to track blood glucose trends and patterns, to lower our A1C, to improve our time and range. There are so many things that you and I fight for every single day that to be embarrassed by that is embarrassing because you deserve better than that. You fight for this thing every single day and for people to even consider seeing us as weaker is a laughing matter. Why? 
because you know more than them about carbs, about insulin, about blood sugars, metabolism, exercise. You know more than them. You work harder than them. You earn this and you deserve more than them. And so when I think about my old way of thinking of, I used to be embarrassed about these devices. No, no, no. I am proud of them because they make me stronger. They show that I am stronger. These things are proof that I am someone who is stronger than I was before I was diagnosed. And you don't have to show off your devices. You don't have to wear it loud and proud. But at the very least, take a step back and go, you know what? I am thankful for this. This device, this insulin, this diagnosis. What? You can be thankful for a diagnosis. I know that's a bit more advanced, but yes, yes, you can. I am grateful for my diagnosis because it has turned me into a stronger version of myself who is more responsible, more knowledgeable, more of a leader, more caring, more empathetic. Diabetes has truly made me a better person, a better version of myself. Now, I don't like that I have to deal with it every day. <laughs> and that's a, a whole nother topic, right? But looking back at where I used to be and this side path that life has taken me on, a new journey, I am grateful for my type 1 diabetes. And I'm grateful for my devices. Yes, people look. Yes, people ask questions. But as long as I answer them in a caring manner, most people are truly just curious and want to know what the heck that thing is that I'm wearing on my arm. And uh, oftentimes, if you listen to them, they've got some pretty funny responses. Uh, best one I've got was they thought it was the new generation of uh, Apple Watch, I think it was, or the Apple Smartware. <laughs> they thought it was uh, a new way for you to like track your, your biohacking behavior and see how you can improve your work performance. I'm like, well, kinda. You know, if I have a low blood sugar, I'm not gonna be very productive at work. <laughs> but ultimately, these people are truly, I should say, in most cases, truly curious and nothing more. They're not making fun of us and it's not something we should be embarrassed of. It is truly something that we have earned every day and we continue to earn because we are warriors, because we fight for this and because you're stronger now than you ever were before. So next steps for you to think about this. What is the conversation going on inside of your own head? Are you putting words in other people's mouths for what they think about you, what they say about you? Second, acceptance. Have you accepted that this is a lifelong illness? This is a lifelong disease. This is something we do have to live with because once you can accept that, you start to think differently. You start to act differently. Oh, this is lifelong? All right, let's take care of it, right? And third, how can we reframe the words that do come into our heads, the words that come out of our mouths to be more positive. How can we look at these devices and be thankful for them? And for those uh, overachievers, how can we look at our type one diabetes and be thankful for it? So food for thought today, I wanted to drop that in. Uh, and if you're not following us on Instagram yet, highly recommend you go over there right now, open up Instagram, go follow FTF warrior all right it's the same thing as our channel on youtube uh go check it out drop a, a comment say hi i would be happy to have a conversation with you whether it's in the comments or in the dms i love talking with each and every one of you it's a blast connecting with others in this amazing type 1 diabetic community and remember you don't have to be afraid 
of showing your diabetes, of showing your devices. If somebody else has an issue with that, that's on them. They're probably having a bad day anyways. You be you, accept your diabetes, and reframe these things because you know what? You're a warrior. Have an awesome day and keep up the fight.